So do you all have a response to that? Um, no, no, right now. <laughs> okay. Um, and so I know, for instance, me, myself, I feel like this. Like, for instance, I have I have, I have young child. You know, y'all know this. I got a 9-year-old, soon to be 10. And so when I was a kid growing up, a lot of, even my mother reared and father, you know, my father's a pastor, and um, so I was reared in the church. And so being raised that way, there was a lot of lessons that I learned from that. And there was a lot, even though, you know, it may be the same Christianity of the slave, the same religion of the slave masters, it's also so just so happened to be a religion that caused me to, caused me to do right to think righteously, to have an intrinsic desire to be a good person. And so if I was to completely, totally abandon that, then what what kind of things can I do to still help my son have an intrinsic desire to do right? And that's, um, like, what what do I replace that with? And um, some, you know, and the thing is that Christianity was adopted or taken from or added you know, a, a lot of those principles were taken from African principles in the first place. For instance, mm-hmm. the Ma'at principles. I think the um, help me out, y'all. I think there's either four, 41 or 42 principles of Ma'at, and you have the good, the the I can, the I do's, and as well as the the negatives, like that don't, 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 you know, something like that. And so those basically were the principles that helped to bring forth the Ten Commandments in the first place. You know, like thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not. You know, it originated from African spirituality in the first place. So um, maybe we could take bits and pieces from it that are representative of us anyway or just go back to our original African spirituality. Uh, so, Nita, you got a response to that? Like, how do you feel about church? I mean, I, you know what? I just feel like church is what's up. I mean, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like churches will help. You need some place where you just feel like there's no restriction to what you do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, personally, I don't go to church because I feel like there's a lot of other activities where uh, people try to get you involved into other inner spirits and stuff like that with them. But I feel like if you want to go someplace and spend some quiet meditation time with you and God, I feel like that's that's what's up. You should be able to do that and have that to happen. The problem is, I feel like church can happen anywhere. Mm -hmm. I feel like church can happen anywhere with somebody else saying church can't happen anywhere. So I feel like I can have church in my house because church to me is a a metaphor, I mean, a meditative state where I connect with God. And whatever that looks like, whatever you believe in, um, you should be able to spend that time with your creator to be able to get that tension with yourself. Mm-hmm. So if that looks like going to going to a church every Sunday, or if that looks like meditating for yourself in the morning, or if that looks like whatever that looks like, I feel like that's what's up. You should spend that time with yourself to get connected to the source. Okay. No, no, absolutely. I appreciate that, sis, because it's like, you know, that that's exactly what it is. Uh, um, you know, there's the, the 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 spiritual being that helps to 
fuel our spirits and move us through life and support us and and keep, uh, and keep us moving. Absolutely. You know, we have all kinds of different titles for this, this being or this one or this superior. Some people say creator. Some people say God. Some people say universe. Some people say, you know, but the, the truth of the matter, at least from my perspective, is that there is, um, we are a spiritual people, you know, we are like we we are, and uh, and I think that basically bottom line is not something that I wish to abandon, um and, and I think black people are abandoning church at all. I think that no, I don't think that at all. I think black people are abandoning the idea that church has to go in one particular order or, or with, with one particular rate. Or like for instance, um we don't want it to be one of those things that is used to harm us or to keep us down. And, like, for instance, I went to this church one time, and the guy, he said there was a brother who had just came home from the penitentiary, and he was sitting in the audience. He was like, young brother, come on down here, and um, uh, let, let me congratulate you, and thank you very much for coming back to the church, and we appreciate you being home, young man, and, and you know, all this congratulations, right? But then at the conclusion of his congratulations, of course the congratulations lasted only about, like, 30 seconds, and then at the conclusion of that, then he went down, he went on to run the brother down, like, it was horrible to me. He said, no, wow. he said now, look at your brother, you know, look at your hair. You, you can't be wearing these earrings to church, young brother. Matter of fact, you shouldn't be wearing earrings, period, and look at your hair. It's all long and braided. You need to cut your hair and then and look at how you dress you shouldn't be dressed that way you know don't come to us dressed like that and just kept running them down bag you you know pick your pants up and your baggy jeans and all that stuff so he just brand him down and down and down i just felt so bad for the brother i'm like you're gonna bring him up here in front of everybody just, stand him up yeah, just, just to make him look ignorant so then i'm gonna have a problem with that i want to add one. something i want to add something to that that, that uh-huh because uh, I had, I got disconnected and then I had called back. So. Hold on, hold on one second, y'all. I'm going to be clicking over. Hold on, okay? Just okay, talking. yeah, we got you. We got, just come back. Go ahead, Miss Jackie. Um, I used to be in church really hard. Like, I don't, I don't know how many people really know that about me. I went to a Baptist church, two Baptist church that was my home. And then um, I went to Catholic school. And then... Like, I got, like, basically knowledge of self or, like, the black man's knowledge, I'll say, like, in my early 90s, very early 90s. And I think that, and I'm going to be honest with you, I miss church. And I'm, I'm only, I miss church for the music. You know what I mean? I'm used, okay. I'm, I miss church for the music and the energy. Or the because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. But not necessarily the fellowship, because this is a fellowship. But I miss it for the energy that it creates, especially as in your youth. You know, when you you know you're excited about being in the in the choir, and you 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 know, it's a lot of little elements a part of church that make you like, yeah, it's like a club. You know what I mean? It's like a little club, little organization, and you you get riled up about it. You know, you feel good about it. Um, as far as trading in. Christianity for something or should be something. Well, I think that that's the trading in the spirit, the 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 Christianity part is going to be necessary to 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 free yourself from the program of 
the slavery anyway. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a given. That's going to happen even if you I, – I, I feel like most of the stuff that we transition to as an adults were going to happen anyway. Yeah. It could be because of how you you were raised or however you grew up, but regardless, no matter how much you buck something that is really meant for you, it's going to happen for you anyway. That's just like anything. everything happens for a reason or ain't nothing coincidental or accidental. Mhm, mhm. And so the thing is, church. Uh, well, the, I'm not, I'm not, the spirituality or gathering together uh, to support each other and heal each other has got to be one of those things that's done where we come together, you know, man and woman, black man and black woman, as a way of supporting one another. And that scenario that I had just described is not wasn't doing that for that one particular young brother because they had subscribed to um, a white man's way. Basically, because and, and and possibly more than likely because they were subscribing to a white man's religion, and so for instance, if we were coming together as we gathering together, for instance, like you said, Jackie, this this situation right here, you and I and Nita on the phone together as well as Keisha, this is a gathering of sorts. This is also a fellowship, right? So mm-hmm. if the young if the young brother had came into this particular fellowship with this circle of these four ladies, this this these four ladies, we would not have done that to the brother, right? Oh, we no. would have been no, we no, would have no. been like I mean like, Hey man, how you doing? And if we if, if there was ever anything negative coming out of our mouth, it would have been maybe a playful tease or banter or something like that at the most. But mostly and we knew the brother just came home from being locked up, we're gonna be filling him up with all kinds of healing. Baby, you hungry? You want something to eat? How can we help you? You know, um, sit down, you know, relax a little bit. You want some tea? You want some coffee? You want some pop? You want some beer? You know, what, whatever you have to help them, right? But that's, that's how we come. You know, that's, 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 that's the black womanly way of supporting our man. We all, we've been doing that, you know. There ain't no but way we wouldn't stand in church and do that to the man, complain about his no, bag and pants. Go ahead, I don't sis. want you to say, I don't want you to say that we, okay, because yeah, the way you described what happened with that brother, yeah, that no, we wouldn't do that. But, you know, the negative does have to exist. And the even if it's you, um, like maybe <laughs> maybe his, his method was, you know, start off with the positive and then go to the negative and let that brother know what he should or should not be doing. No, not on the first first thing and not and maybe not on I the glass in front of everybody else like maybe pulling no not at all that would be something yeah. you would because i don't know i've been to jail before you know what i'm saying i don't know how many of y'all been to jail and how what kind of mind when you come out how you are <laughs> Ain't what no it, what's it like when you come out what are you feeling what are you okay thinking? so first is two it's the several things that's happening if you were wrongfully accused, you are feeling you, you that's the feeling you got first. Even coming out. Because you went in there and you know what I'm saying, you didn't do what they said you did, but you had to sit in there. So now you're out. Everything looks different to you. It's almost like being reborn, rebirthed, or going to leaving a program and going to something else or trying to gain freedom. It's very, very confusing. So do you have any feelings of, like, hesitation or fear of not really being as um, 
Like, does it does it quiet you a little bit? Yeah, it does. It does for a time. Metaphorically. But like I said, you know that, that's, that's why I made the comment of how you're supposed to be initially still comes out. Because when I came out, and I was in there for a month, I was in there for um, what they said I did, I did. I had a gun. Um, the reason why I had the gun was what I kept trying to get everybody to see at first. You know what I mean? Like, I really didn't do nothing. I had this for protection. But um, you didn't follow their rules of. It was, it was to me, I think it was more so like a situation of racial profiling. I wasn't driving. You know what I'm saying? When, when they pulled over uh, me and the driver, um, I got out the car. I should have got my took my purse with me, but I wasn't thinking because I don't I don't even function in that type of realm really as far as being pulled over or having to worry like about. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. And so when they searched the car, or they was going through his car, which was a legal search and seizure. Um, they went in my purse, and that's when they saw the gun. If I had just got out the car and let them do whatever they was going to do as far as look at his, look at his license and look in the car, and you know. Uh, got on the bus or whatever, they took him or whatever, because I didn't have a license. Mm-hmm. You know, they were never able to see that I had a gun, and I could have went on about my business, but be- because I was in a, a kind of, again, situation that I had never necessarily kind of been in, mm-hmm. you know, dude, license, he just bought this car, and something ain't right with the plates, and they pulled him over, and we in Oakbrook. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was right. just like that was shit was almost like it was supposed to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I do look at it like now because, you know, sometimes you got to go through some uncomfortable stuff to right. get to your hire. So that's what I look at it as now, you know, after I went through it and everything. But, yes, it stifles you. It has you kind of walking around like slightly like a zombie, like you don't necessarily mm-hmm. know how to... Like really, you don't want it to happen deal. to you again, and and you know clearly you can get in trouble for it, even though it's something that you did. It's not you weren't harming anybody with it, you know. Right, because that's what the charge they gave me. They gave me like UUW. That's unlawful use of a weapon. I wasn't using nothing. It was oh, in so my they, purse. They aggravated it like they raised it up higher. When mm-hmm. I was in jury duty, mm-hmm. I learned that they, you know, mm-hmm. they have ways of adding to it, making it worse. Right. They they have a way of making it worse. But when I got out, like I said, I was quiet. I I tried to connect with people. I tried to connect with friends, old friends, um, um, not even really old friends. It was like I said, it was a month, but it it just threw me way off of anything that I was on before that and have me really questioning what I'm about to do now. Or what do you think that there's a place for when somebody is released from that type of environment, right? This should be a place. Is there there a place for that type of conversation? Like, you know, Jackie, you fucked up. You should have never did this. You should have never did that. You know, you need to be better. You know, is there a place for that conversation? Of course. But there's a a place for both parts of the conversation, just like – uh, or the, like I said, the negative or the positive or what you consider that that area that say, okay. But it, but it probably depends on who who is 
bring having this conversation with you, or who's bringing this to you? Like it'd be different exactly, if there was because, a, a favorite grandmother versus exactly you know, because it's not like a pastor or somebody came. Like my mom brought somebody to, out when my visiting and talked to me and said, "Okay, well, Jackie, you know you fucked up. You know you did this. Um, you know how to do di- you next time, or um, if you ever gonna get into any trouble, or you know what I mean? Right. No, it right. wasn't. It was my mom. It was my cousins coming to talk to me. I had lost so much weight because I had got so depressed immediately. You know what I'm saying? I shrunk down. I vegetarian with whatever they see, us looking crazy. You know what I mean? So I was like not eating. I, if you look at my ID, I took an ID picture right when I got out, and I'm so skinny because <laughs> like, like, mm-hmm. it was just. Like I said, it's it's a an area that you go to that, and that's why I, I I compared it to like being reborn or born because you're confused. You're not you like it's like waking up and you're kind of disoriented. Plus, you're thinking about all the stuff that happened in there that you know wasn't just. You know can that I wasn't ask, right. You, can I ask? Did you belong to a church at that time? Were um. You, um no, I was not. I, no, I, I wasn't. Church at the time? Oh, okay. I, I didn't belong to a church. At the, that happened in 2000. Okay. Um, that, this, that happened in 2000. I was not in. I haven't been in church since my, uh, high, you know, grammar school, teen, stuff like that. Um, but I still have relationships with church people. My mother mm-hmm. does, you know. My mother has been doing hair um, on the on the west side for years, you know. So one of the churches mm-hmm. that she used to work for or work at, I mean, work at the shop, you know, the it was a whole family who had a church and houses and buildings and stuff like that that was still connected to my family. So, you know, above I, all, I think of the only thing because. It's like that that covering and when you belong to a church and um it's it's kind of responsibility of your pastor for to come out there and to mentor mm-hmm. you or to pray for you at during those times because it mm-hmm. is their church is like a hospital. You that's where you that's why you should come. Exactly. That's what they said about the mosque. Yes, it is a hospital. It's it's for people who need healing. Everybody there perfect. Ain't nobody passed it on down. Only one who mm-hmm. walked the earth perfect was Jesus Christ. So it it would be your past. That's why I say I like to go to church because I like to be covered. I like to have somebody, you know, not that saying that my prayer is not going to get to God quicker than my pastor's prayer, but it's just good to have somebody that's, you know, in the higher spirituality that can cover you during those times because you in the, t- the days we're living in now, we can use all the help we can get. <laughs> I, I I 100% agree, but I don't think that it has to be a pastor. Like if if like say for instance, if I knew all of y'all and mm-hmm. y'all came out there and prayed for me and prayed with me and did that, to me it would have the same effect, or or, or just as a good of effect if the church members or the pastor came out. And that's what I was going to add on to what you, when you first said that is that. It doesn't have to be the pastor. It, it could, my grandmother could. My grandmother is at the time. You know, I don't know what was necessarily going on. I can't really remember. But even if she would have came out there, that probably would have gave me some more energy and some more love that made me say, "Okay, well, you're gonna get through this. You're gonna get through this." But see, what 
I got from when I got visits and everything like that, I did get through it. I was able to get down in my get down in my Bible. I have this, this Bible that's called uh, is the on the cover it says free on the inside, and I always talk about that Bible because that's what I mean. Even though that they pass it out to inmates because you in jail and you want them, they trying to get you to understand that you still free on the inside just because your physical body is locked down, and so I started getting into that as well. So it, it made me get into my spirituality, even though I, I wasn't a part of a church. It was, you know, I didn't have this massive, massive support system. Again, back to what I said initially, what you start off being, somehow you end up coming back to that energy or that person, you know what I mean? The spiritual person that I claim to be right now at this juncture was can easily ravel off everything that happened about in jail and all the clarity and the things that came to me while I was there and meditating and reading that Bible, and it it shows and proves right now today. Hmm. So it all stays connected, even if you don't think it's connected, even though if you don't see it's connected. It it is not necessarily even about a church or anything. It's, It's still about that spiritual connection and uplift from others. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank I you so much. Okay, um, I, I just heard, um, some of your testimony. Uh, I think that was Jackie talking. Yeah, that was Jackie. And real, real quick, Nita, I just wanted to introduce um, our other sister Kia has joined the call as well. She had some trouble thank getting you. in, and she's and she's. Hey. Sorry, I muted my phone. Hey. Yeah, the, the, the great thing about Kia in this particular instance is that she was there with me so she can verify some of these announcements. And um, <laughs> Sister Kia, the first announcement that I made was that that when Ms. Charizard Ali started off the conversation, she was talking about the difference between, um, or not difference, but the fact that a lot of us have abandoned the white man's religion, but what are we pick, picking up? And so that's how the conversation has moved and spiraled into where we're at now. So go ahead, Miss uh, Sister Friend Nita. You want to respond to what Jackie was saying? No, no, I was just saying I heard some of the things she was saying, but I, I don't, I don't know, I didn't hear enough to comment. Okay. All I can say is that um, I know how it feel when you don't have support, or you feel like you don't have support. You know, uh, and you don't feel like a lot of people are speaking up for you. But I would say that um, when I was listening today to my message, because, I, you know, I, again, I have church at home, so I listen to Joe Osteen a lot, and that's what I wanted to listen to this morning. And he was talking about the same thing you were talking about today, about support. And he was mm. saying that, you know, once you look for somebody for support and when you look for somebody for, um, for this extra strength, you find that, it feels like a burden on people where they don't want to support you, where you feel lonely and you feel uh, just some type of way about it, you know what I'm saying, because you feel like somebody should have been there helping you more um, than it was. And he was saying that it doesn't, when you're in a place where nobody is supporting you and you don't feel that extra support, that's exactly what you need. Like you needed for no one to be there so you could find the strength within yourself to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's not, not, I'm not to cut you off, but that's exactly what I was getting to. And that's why I said it's related more so to, to today because it, that jail experience and other experiences after that 
made me put on this tough skin thinking that I don't have the support. Now, that was a different – I told you all, that was 2000. It's 2016. So there are points in my life where I was up and I felt supported and whatever the case may be, and then, um, you know, get to a point where, oh, they ain't there for me, all this, all this, all this. You know what I'm saying? And – it, I mean, this whole conversation really started because of the the Benita was talking about the guy that went to the church and they was you know he had just got out of jail and they were instead um, instead of they were building them up, they, they were them down and then they turned around and started was like yeah brother you shouldn't be looking like this and you shouldn't be dressing like that you know I didn't get that I didn't get nothing none of that stuff like that happened it was all like I said it's stuff that I'm realizing now with my relations with my relationships with my sisters with relations with with my mates well you know what I mean it all still is going to start back with the self you know what I mean and mm-hmm. it, you do you got to find that strength within yourself to be able to move past if you don't have support and it and it, the deal is you do still have the support you just don't don't see it like you know, you're seeing it from a different place. You know what I mean? You're not even seeing it from the place that you necessarily should be seeing it from. And so you pulling back, you know, and, and getting yourself together like, okay, well, what the hell am I doing really? Am I saying this over here? Am I doing this over here? Am I making this? You know what I mean? You have to start get yourself in check, you know, before you can say anything else. And I think that that's a good segue, sis, for another one of her announcements. One of the things she said is that when 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 our brothers were being hung from trees, they were dressed in uh-huh. suits and nice clothes, nice uh-huh. shoes. They were fully clothed, socks and shoes on, all that stuff, but they were still hung from a tree. Uh-huh. She said we need to recognize who our enemy is. Mm-hmm. And because your enemy doesn't care how you, they don't care how you come. And so right. we need we need to be able to support each other, Jackie, to um, tail back on what you're saying and also share mm-hmm. another announcement at the same time. We need to be able to short, sh- support each other how we come, you know, come mm-hmm. as you are type of family thing. And, and mm-hmm. another example I have of this is the other day I'm in this little chat group, and a dude says in the chat group, good rising. And then I say good morning, and then he, or no, I say good morning, and then he says good rising. We don't say morning because morning is bad. It's morning. Uh-huh. And so, and then I said, listen here, brother. Just because I don't subscribe to everything that you subscribe to doesn't mean that I am not, you know, a, a worthy sister or interested. In or I don't to really hear. mean good morning. You know right, what I mean? Right, like, I really right, don't exactly. mean. And so then, because and the only reason why I went in and made the statements that I made was because that brother was saying it to me in a nice way. So I didn't say nothing to him. I just stepped mm-hmm. back. But another brother came in and he said, "Good rising, family. Good morning, agents." And I said, "Just because I don't use your language doesn't mean that I'm an agent." <laughs> And I said, if I was an agent, then I would have Cain correct. I would talk your language. I would, uh-huh. I, I, I would, I would have mastered you. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You would never uh-huh. know. And so the thing is, when we have these little, like, Jackie been locked up before, who cares? Whatever. She's your good sister, right? You know, uh-huh. Bonita was molested when she was young. 
who cares? Whatever. She's still a good sister. You know, there's lots uh-huh, of things uh-huh. that happen to us throughout our, our youth and our adultism, but we're still humans. You know what I'm saying? And we still we still powerful, beautiful people here to support each other. Yeah. I want to say, uh, Kia, if you got, if somebody wants to respond to that, cool. But Kia, if you could think of an announcement, you know, I'm, I, I would love to hear you if you could remember one of her announcements too. I, I did take notes, but I thought she was. Let me just say on that on that side, it's easy to keep us divided. That's just small things that. Those little nitpicky things, like you said, the brother did, at least he did it in a nice way. But that's just nitpicky things to keep us away from each other. Mm-hmm. That's basically all that is. Who cares what you said as long as you greeted him and your intention, your intention wasn't to cause harm. Mm-hmm. Right. said it's just little small things. You can't uh, reword somebody's stuff. Like I told you earlier, Benita, I, just, I used to curse a lot on purpose because my mother forced language on me. Y'all people still got the point of what I was trying to say, and they knew their intention. They knew where I was coming from, so they didn't mm-hmm. take it in a bad way. He's just being nitpicky. That's another way for us to start to divide. I ain't going to be with that group because they don't speak proper English. Or they don't speak right. with the Semitic language. Yeah. Or right. Right. You know, right. right. Because his pants are sagging. You know, he still needs healing just like everybody else in the world. That's right. That was powerful mm-hmm. when she said that. I don't agree with her a lot, on a lot of things, but that was powerful. I was glad she put that point through because... That was another way for them to be like, we ain't talking to them young brothers because they mm-hmm. pants are sagging. Mm-hmm. Well, Adolf Hitler group, Adolf Hitler group was dressed to a T. It wasn't a piece of lint on their clothes, and they was killing mm-hmm. mad people. You, you mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you 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 hanging from a tree with your pants sagging or in a three piece suit. The point is, you hanging from the tree, G. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. it. And the, and the, and we all have that same common enemy. We all have that same common enemy. Mm. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. So, um, another point she made was uh, about the saying like, uh, "Your man don't care about the fake nails and the eyelashes and the hair and the yah 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 going on and go forth." She said, "Sex only gonna keep him for a little while. Sex mm-hmm. only gonna keep him for a little while. You need to have." She didn't say substance, but that's what she implied. That's what I put took on that she implied. Is that what you got, B? Yeah, she, and, and I'm glad that you brought that one up because that's one of the announcements that I didn't get a chance to write down, and I totally remember that, though. But she did say about, she's like, you, you come to the brother fake, but you expect him to be keep it real with you. Right. You come with fake hair, fake eyelashes, fake yeah. nails, and, and, yeah. and, and all of this, but you expect him to keep it real with you. And she well, did list that as one of the, because um, she has a full list that she provided where you are supporting white supremacy if. Mm-hmm. And, like, one yeah. of the things on the list was um, those fake things. You know, like, if you sitting in, if you don't have natural hair or if you dyed mm-hmm. your hair or if you sitting in the, yeah. um, if you sitting in the, in the hair salon for five straight hours, mm-hmm. you know. And so those are some, it, 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 she had a list, though. I she like did. to see that list. I like, she I would is, like to see that. You're absolutely right, though, um, Kia. When you say she go ahead. I don't care if you have weaving your hair. Your hair is natural. It matters not. I am not right. my hair. I am not my right. hair. If I'm, I like wearing my hair straight. I like your bone straight coming down my back. That's what I like it. It does not. It, you, I get treated the same way with my hair being down my back, and uh-huh. you get treated with your hair being nappy. I think uh-huh. that people get caught up on little bitty things, minute things, and they try to sound very 
professional around it like I know what I'm talking about. I know a lot of people who went to straight nappy hair and they still in the same goddamn place and they don't know better. And I'm sure people who weave and they feel better. My sister told me it is nothing wrong with getting luxuries in your life. Your life is already in a place of just feeling some type of way anyway, and you can't get one luxury. If the one weave in your head make you feel better when you have to go out and work 20, 30, 40 hours a week or 100 hours a week to feed your children, then I'm saying crap on my sister. Don't get that weave in your head and enjoy your life for that one five-hour moment. It's like, God damn, do I have to be treated so terrible every day because I don't do anything and prescribe to, oh, this is the only way to be black. If I don't do this, then I am out of my black club. Come on, man. That's, that's crazy. I don't see yeah, that. You know what? Listen, let me, let me, let me build on that. Let me build on I, I gotta get in this on a beauty quick. on a beauty tip. I think she was saying it on a beauty. I'm sorry to cut you, but I think she was saying it more or less on don't don't just categorize yourself as beautiful if you only have straight hair. She was saying it. She was saying it more like that. Don't categorize yourself only as beautiful if you have blonde hair. She she was right, it's like a like self thing. She was attacking the weak because she said they get weak. And then think they are beautiful. So I think she was saying, like, categorize yourself as beautiful whether you have straight hair or you have kinky curly, not an ether hair that talk to God all day. She was saying it both both ways. Thank you for clarifying that, Kia. Yeah, right. because, because I just feel like. Because remember, she does have a, um, I'm going to love my sister regardless of come as you are type of attitude. You know, she does embody that, and she shared that with the uh, the concept of you know love love your brother as is. With that, and that's when she shared the whole the part of the the um the the white supremacist is going to you know we we still have the common enemy, right? But I think just like Kia said, her um like for instance, Nita, I know you well. You my good girlfriend. And I've seen your hair in many, many, many different ways. You, you've oh. done it all. You, you're highly versatile with your hair. You got your, your, your curly, your, your, um, your short, your long, your, your natural hair. Usually, when I see you, it's either natural or in braids or something like that. So this is most certainly not an attack against you personally. I think that this is like one of those. Um, uh, we definitely appreciate our confident women. You know, I think, like like Kia said, it was one of those. Let, let me put it this way. Let me share my own personal. I am going to love my sisters regardless, come as you are type of thing. But I personally have a very spiritual relationship with hair. So I, I'm, like, very, very concerned about, like, whose combs I use, whose brushes I use, who I let touch my hair, you know, who who I, what, what salons I go to, what kind of energy that person is having. If, they, if they're the kind of weird, wicked-type women, then I don't want them even touching my hair. Uh-huh. So, so since I have this very spiritual relationship with hair, I can't put weave inside my hair because I don't want those fibers interwoven into my, you know, uh-huh. fibers because I feel like that will tap into my energy and then cause me to act more like them instead of acting like me. That's my own my personal take on it. But okay. if I if I have a, a sister friend of mine or even just a sister who's not my friend who happens to have a weave in her hair, she may You're not gonna not be her friend. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna take her you know, I'm not gonna take the blackness away. I'm not gonna, you know, put her in the draft, you know, like the Dale Chappelle draft and be like, you know, uh uh-uh, uh, we don't want you, we trading you. You know, I'm not I'm not doing that to my sister because I feel like 
um, if she subscribes to a different, if her if her relationship with her is not as as powerful or spiritual as my relationship with her, she may be able to put that thing in and keep it moving. You know, everybody. I love blonde extensions. Extension. I like it, so I don't care. It may to me it make my skin look darker. I'll rock I'll rock some in the, in a minute. I'm just saying I know what she was saying. Like don't say just because your hair is straight or blonde or brown. Again, she's saying don't. Don't just categorize the the Caucasoid features, the stereotypical Caucasoid, as beautiful, right? So you automatically you were born beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, as great because you don't have to compare to nobody else. I don't know why we keep forgetting that. You 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 never have to compare because you're the only you at this time on this dimension. So you don't have to compare to nobody else. Whatever that thing beautiful is, you don't have to go with it. I just think that I always feel like. Nowadays, everybody getting on the on the nappy head kick. When I like you, you can be on the nappy happy all day. It doesn't matter if I straighten my hair or not. I'm still nappy happy. My hair ain't charged for eight months. It's still it's just straighter than yours. But when people, I hear women all the time. They come in the shops, and it's, it's a natural hair woman coming in the shop, and they give the business to people who perm their hair. So they're like, ooh, I just can't do all those chemicals. And, ooh, I just feel this type of way around. And, and they throw this secret shade on women. Mm-hmm. And right now, uh-huh. I'm be- now, I'm better than you because I wear my hair um, nappy, and you don't wear your hair nappy. So that means that I'm now better than you. I'm connected to the universe a little bit better because now I don't wear makeup, honey. And I don't wear, I wear my hair natural, darling. <laughs> and so I'm more connected. Connected to you, and I'd be like, "Bitch, gag yourself, okay? Kill yourself right now." Because gag yourself. Uh-huh. 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 Okay, so let me let me jump in here real quick, cause yeah, um, that's all I'm saying. Like I feel equal to you. That's all I'm saying. Like it doesn't matter when we in the street and somebody call us nigga with straight hair. Uh-huh. We ain't gonna have hair. We gonna be whooping his ass. So that's right. That's right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. We say, we, say, we, we say nappy like it's such a horrible thing. You, I was, this is this all I say to people when they, oh, you want your hair nappy, nappy. I can't wait till I see you have a conversation with your God and you tell your God that they made a mistake and made your hair nappy. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. You tell you tell your God why you give me this nappy hair because it's a bad thing. You you let me see that and then I'll leave people. You know I'll leave people in their space. I don't care if they have straight nappy. The other day I t- I tie my hair up uh, majority of the time out of the week because I'm tired. So I'm driving down the street. Oh no, I'm driving down the expressway. These two white boys pull up to me and he was talking to the other white boy and he was like, "See, I hate Africans just like that." Now, I might have brought that energy to myself because I um, was watching Kunta Kinte movie. So I was, a, I was so bad. It tickled me so bad. I was laughing because I was thinking to myself, now, he, he probably had done that to another black person before, and they was offended, like, I ain't no African. That was hilarious to me. I was like, look how he assumed I was automatically African because I tied my hair up. So, again, I'm going with what you said, nigga, 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 across the board. They don't care if we got straight hair, tied up hair, nappy hair. If they think a nigga, it's you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, it's you. so look, um, I agree. As far as the whole nigga, 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 it, it don't matter to them uh-huh. what this what the what matters is again back to us. 
my mother has been doing hair for 40 years. You know what I'm saying? I done had perms. I done had colors. I done had weave. I done had everything. Mm-hmm. Um, her customers or her clients, these beautiful black women who were so obsessed with having their hair weaved, hair, they hair long down they back, and they want some more weave on top of that to go because uh-huh. it's a – it's a psychological thing within some of us. It's mm, not just. It's, 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 it's not just about you know what I'm saying how we you know they they see us as how we see in ourselves, and it it it, it is 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 like we always trying to better or be better or and, and not accepting what we have or what we what we were born with. Like she said telling your creator that he made a mistake or she made a mistake because uh-huh. you know you wanted you thought you were supposed to come out with straight hair straight up at the at the uh-huh. but it was really you know you got the kinky and just to touch on what sis said because i was listening to the maintenance man while y'all was talking because y'all know there's some <laughs> drama going on over here mm-hmm. but and this this is not that i was that i would be i've been one of them sisters that felt a, a tad bit superior because my hair done grew, I've been bald head. My hair done fell out from perms. You know what I'm saying? My hair done fell out from peroxide. My hair is down my back to my butt right now to this day because it, I went natural. And so sometimes when it's like it's like when I tell people I'm a vegetarian, and then the first thing that come out their mouth is like, I can't be no vegetarian because I'm blah blah blah, and I love meat. And it's like I didn't attack. You eat meat? You well, my my meat. announcement is not. Uh, Bye, uh, honey. Is there to disturb you? <laughs> right, exactly. Right, it's just me just telling you what I do. It's just like my natural hair. It's like as soon as people, if I tell them my journey about my hair, they jump on more so the defensive. Like, well, I had to, I, I had to get a perm if I wanted my hair to grow, and I had to do this and I had to do that. Well, no, I didn't have to do nothing. I had to leave man's alone, and man grew. That's what I had to do. So it's like I've been kind of that sister, you know what I'm saying, a little bit. You know what I'm saying, not to be like conceited or overly arrogant or something like that. It's just like sis, yeah. I'm trying. I'm I'm giving myself big ups for deciding. Right. Right. So so you want to say that? I to myself to, 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 to be myself and to love myself the way I am, the way my creator made me to be. You know what, Jackie? Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with you. I absolutely do because that's the piece. But it's not. It's almost like when somebody says something offensive to you, right? You know, because mm-hmm. people say offensive shit all the time, right? All or they the time. Don't, you don't get shade on you, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we got to keep that all day. We can talk about it till we blew on the face, but we keep that shit all day. And then when you walk up and you just say, like somebody said, oh, man, my stomach been hurting all the time. And somebody lecturing you on, well, that's why I'm a vegetarian, because my life is like this. And you look at it like that, bitch. By the time time we get to you and you just explaining to you, like, what your life looks like, we going back to that bitch that was talking shit about the fact that what I was eating shit. Like, bitch, I, so now we're putting on shit because you, you're able to be listening to us and being open. Now, because mm-hmm. of your open energy, I got to cuss you out. It ain't my right. fault. I got to cuss you out just because you got open energy that I can cuss you out. Now, if you didn't have open energy that I can express to you, now you'll be like, damn, because I wasn't able to tell that other chick 
you know, get out of my face or stop talking to me or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So now I'm taking my frustrations, frustrations out on you. You know well, what I'm saying? But like, like Jackie said at the beginning, it's a it's a psychological thing, and 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 Jack's not the only person saying this. Shahrazad said it too. She said that part of our problem is that we was never debriefed after slavery. Mm-hmm. How you know we never we, we didn't get we were never debriefed. Right. You know when anytime somebody trauma victims when people go through trauma, then they're supposed to have some kind of um a, a conversation, a healing, a well, let's let's help you figure out ways of dropping all this baggage so that you can continue to walk. Cause that you just went through a very very heavy situation that has caused you now to take on a heavy burden and a heavy load, and it can get to be very heavy. So why don't you drop this and drop that so that you can continue your your journey of life, right? I was gonna say it's like how kids kids don't you with like uh, patients an, and stuff like when they go through like certain like maybe surgeries or something like that, and then they after the surgery they have like this, like this, like something that the doctor would like, well, you have to do this, you know, to you know, in continuing in your life. You have to, you know what I'm saying, to like from your healing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know exactly right. Like if something is like, you know what I'm saying, when you, you've you been held up in the hospital, like my mom was in the hospital for, back in the day for fibroids for like, Two weeks, three weeks, or something, and then she had. You got to have this outpatient thing going on too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to to tell you how to continue with your life after Mm -hmm. this. After so this, we, this, so this we illness has been taken away or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so what Charles I was saying is that we do this for everything else. You know, we have debriefing for, like, when somebody goes to the war and then he comes home and then they, they do a debriefing about the war, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what the difference is, is this. We can't have a proper debriefing because the person who traumatized us don't even want to admit to the trauma. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So we can't even right. identify what is traumatizing. Yes, we can't yeah. even do you. If we can't, you can't Very untraumatize well, yeah. the traumatized victim. Mm-hmm. I'm a victim to all the traumatized. I can't tell your ass what to do. Oh well, this is what this. No, because we can't yeah, even right. admit like if a person to it. is raped and then they don't. Nobody ever admits the rape or acknowledges it in any kind of way. Then absolutely. Uh-huh. Then how do you right. How do you move past that? Right, and how and do we get within, to that within a small amount of time? I used to be a paramedic before I was a nurse. So within a so since we had a traumatizing event, as soon as we drop off that patient, within the next hour, we are in critical incident stress debriefing. So you are, so you all have, we have 100 years of letting this stress go on and, and mushroom off into so many other different areas. Other, other generations and generations and, and generations sure. of sick people. So I was watching the Kosa thing and watching them whip the slaves and I told, I was talking to somebody and I was like, this is where witness came from. It only made sense. I said, this is where witness came from. You can't see it. Everybody cringing and jumping at the fact that he didn't whip on his back, but you whip your kids like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You whip your children like this. Mm-hmm. So what, yeah. what's, what's, what you cringing and, and jumping for now? Because you know it's not right. You know it's not I, right in every situation. I, you know what that makes me think about, and this is a this is something that I wrote the other day, and this is not necessarily this is not about hair or anything like that. This is about uh, uh, reconstruction, basically. It says uh, Chicagoans are leaving like the leaving like the Great Migration. What it looks like to me is a new 2016 reconstruction plan is taking place. People are leaving New York and New Jersey and New York. 
in numbers and higher, high, highest ever, said Forbes magazine. To me, that a good that's a good place to start by rebuilding and going to going to rebuild for us, if there's going to be a rebuild for us. Make America great again, right? Because when they talk, they're not talking about us. They're not including us. So we go back to the place and the time that they glorify. Yes, we need to embrace it. Then we build off of our own backs, not them benefiting from our hard work and labors. See, we would. We wouldn't be so mad about slavery if we would have benefited economically from the work of our ancestors had done. Then we wouldn't have been bottom slaves. line. Bottom line, we have, know, have, but... to, have to walk. We have to walk in our walk our walk in their shoes, blood, sweat, and tears for our for our. Sorry, y'all. Blood, sweat, and tears, and for our for theirs. That's how we get freedom, justice, and equality. That's. Just, just my thought. And the reason why I brought up that is because we got to go back to the part where we were enslaved. We have to embrace the negative, the, the, the negative every, like, like, I don't know if y'all ever saw that episode of A Different World when Kim was all mad about those mammy uh, cookie things. Uh-huh. And, yeah, and and then so you know, they Whitley learned a lot of stuff about herself owning owning slaves and her, her family on stuff. We gotta embrace that stuff to come forward with our stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I was speaking on going back to the South because when re- when Reconstruction started, we didn't have nothing. We didn't do nothing. Now that we know, we can go back to the South and 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 basically do the same thing, but do the same thing better. You know what I mean? Like we can't just keep saying. Okay, this bad, that bad, this bad, that bad, and who the who the like she said, we can't go to our oppressors and say, hey, deprogram us now, now that we free, <laughs> because they, they still hold us down. Shit, they still they, hold they, us down. We can't go. They, they ain't so. It's with in us now that we know we can't go to them. We got to go to ourselves. We got to go to our ancestors. We got to go to each other and build to create these networks like this, this, this radio show right here. And 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 then go back and say, okay, let's grab all of that and fix that. Okay, yeah, you know how to fix that. Okay, yeah, you go over there and fix that. And then you come back and let us know how everything worked out, and we need to add any more. Stuff. We don't. This is one no, of my favorite words. This is accountability. You know, we that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, yeah, we have to, we have to make ourselves accountable for each other because we are. I am responsible. You know what I'm saying? And stop looking and waiting on or getting mad or worrying about what somebody else said or whatever because it's, it's, it's not even about you. It's not even about that. This is about all of us. Nigga, nigga, nigga. All y'all some niggas. Okay, all y'all niggas get together and come on, let's do some shit. The, I mean, the, some big shit. The PC is, is this. And it's the bottom line. We don't know what to do. Everybody right. believes that they have an antidote to how to mm. fix the problem. And because everybody thinks they have an antidote how to fix it, we still become divided. Because everybody thinks they have the right answer, 
And it might be a good idea. What you're saying is a good idea. What Benita's saying is a good idea. What I'm saying is a good idea. And we are almost speaking the same language. We can agree on some things, but we're almost agreeing on the same language. In so that small disagreement. It got to be one and, idea. All ideas could work. But see, this is the thing. This is how people work in general. Because we have a small deviation in what, how we think that we're supposed to solve the problem, we will now have three different groups of people. Uh-huh. And we will be divided. Uh-huh. So Benita was going to be the leader of her group. You're going to be the leader of your group. I'm going to be the leader of my group. And then we ain't going to have just one group. Oh, no, no, no. Because it's going to be some people who believe me, believe you. We might be talking the same general idea. It's just like Malcolm X and Dr. King. It's just uh-huh. like Marcus Garvey and, you know what I'm saying, and Sidney, Sidney Poitier, who was the leader. You know what I'm saying? The same ideal, but the way they went about it was different, and it always kept them on opposite sides of the gate. And, and one of the piece, point, don't you think that that is what the problem is? Because you're going to have different people. That's just like religion. Some of you monarchs over here is Catholic. Some people over here is this. Some people over here is that. They're always going to be people that choose not, they don't, that's not for them. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't for me. I chose to be Baptist. Oh, I chose to be a Muslim. I chose to be this. But if the one common thing that we can all come together and say, okay, well, even though you got your stuff over here, we can come together on this. And this is the mighty fist right here. Like, y'all still come in on this. I know y'all got y'all group over here, but y'all come in on this. Y'all come in right here. You come, your group, Benita bring her group in. Kia bring her group in. Everybody bring their group in on this one mighty thing. Why that can't work? Because it's still, there is sales. It's Here's sales where everything is still going to, okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. So here's, are go you going to go Okay. Well, here's thank you. But here's here's where the thing here's where everything keeps flaring up, and why we keep having uh outbursts and breakups and things like this. If you do not go to the ideology of the problem, if you don't go to the core and understand that you are your end of me, it's it's you that's it's you that needs to be fixed in the beginning. So everything else is just gonna be a derivative of you fixing yourself. We keep looking for a, a great savior, and everything that we need is built in us. Your God walks right. with you. So right, right. whatever you believe in, that's why I, don't, I never had a problem with anybody's religion. Because at the end of the day, you can pull messages and angels that come from anybody, any religion, any time. So exactly. you just have to remember that you have to fix yourself. Who cares if you... If we know I'm not a mason, but if I needed to do mason work on a house, I know I can't do it. I'm going to go get a whole group of masons. Does that make me a bad person? Does that mean we don't have all the common goals? No, we we still need each other. I hope I said that exactly. right. But you, no, you said that we, exactly right because that's exactly what I'm saying when you ourselves. Yeah, you still you still have a job to do. That's why I said each. That's why I said when I was describing, I'm like, hey, you okay? Well, you know how to do this. Okay, you go over there and do this, and let us know how it worked out, and uh-huh. and, 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 and and put that put that put your business on notice that that this worked out well, and all the black people need to go right to you to get all of that done, and then because uh-huh. we we're not we have to come together on the common shit that we got. The most common shit we got, we already just said that that's one of the main issues because we all black, but we like, okay, well you you ain't doing what we want you to do over here. And you, okay, so it can't be about that. Just like when you do certain certain things or certain events, it can't be about the money. 
You know what I'm saying? It got to be about the, the, the networking and the, and, and the getting together and the creating the buzz and the energy. You know what I'm saying? It, ha- it can't always just be about one specific thing, even if it's just like, hey, let's put five things down. Let this 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 come together be about this, this, that, and the third. Like Benita said, when she first got on here, she said she had a list. And then yeah, that's what she missed all that she said. That's your other segue for what she said about stop trying to only take black dollars. Remember she said that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's your segue right there. It's because we so focused on each other, and we already know we have the sickness. We're going to pass. Mm-hmm. What she said, mm-hmm. uh, when she lives in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. I know what she's talking about. She's talking about over in North Philly. She said all of the um, Chinese people will walk 10 miles past all the black shops and go straight to Chinatown and go rock their money with them. Mm-hmm. In the Chinese area, just to support them. So she said, in other words, stop taking everybody, stop trying to take only black dollars because you're starved. And I have to agree, when we only try to do events where we inviting black people, it always, it, it seems to always not turn out right. Or like, you know, when we constantly shopping with other people, like we're not supporting our people. I think that's also right. what she was saying, too. Like, don't be, you know... Because like 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 they they have built up a nice strong community because they do only support each other, you know they're very, right. they're very like she said they walk the ten miles right past all kinds of shops to go and shop with their people, and we exactly. should do the no, same thing. No, but you know I, no, the other thing is that money money is energy, so you uh-huh. know, and, and so we got to be real careful with how we use it and who we give it to, and it's just a a lesson that I've learned lately that has caused me to hold on to mine a little bit better, which is one of the mm, best I, things I ever. I agree. It's because it's like, do do I want to even do, you know, my do I want to give my chi to this person? Do I, do I want to pass that on? Do I want them to have that energy? You know, do I want them to, because what, whatever it is, you you understand what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, totally. Because how, you, like you, and you describe it as energy, and that's like I was just saying about, like, the, about, you know, one thing doesn't necessarily have to be about that one thing. You know, when, when, we you, talk about one when thing, you spend your money, you might be, you, when you bring the energy, you might get somebody else. You might, you might bring your energy. Just say I, I had an event. You had, you brought your energy, but you brought uh, Tanya with you, and she bought something. But mm-hmm. you you brought the energy. It's you. It still was got. You know what I'm saying? It still mm-hmm. was brought. What what mm-hmm. was supposed to be brought was brought. You know, bring it. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. it was consistently brought. You know what I'm saying? You brought your energy and you brought another sister and she bought something. So there's the money too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As much as we, we have. Go ahead. As much as as much as we have together as a people, right? The fact that we're all black, or the fact that we're all being um, mistreated or discriminated against, or the fact that we all, you know, have this common enemy, we also have so many unique differences among us. So, um, like I, I feel like we we are as complicated and as different as they are stars in the sky. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. millions and millions of us, and I was and just each thinking one of that. us is so different. Because because all of us, and, and I tell people this, me and my uncle and there were some other philosophers or whatever that was talking about this, and it's hard for black people to get, okay? And because it's offensive, but it's true. We are not all the same people. We was classified as black or African-American or nigger or whatever, but we came from 
like many different tribes. We came from many different nations. We came from many different people, and we wasn't all together in Africa. In Africa, it was this, the, you know, the Zynga village. It was the Zunga. It was these people were different people all together. And they purposely split up and, the tribes. Like they didn't keep them together when they caught, you know, brought right, us into the slavery right. in the first but place. But when we like they brought were, them together, if they, if they right. brought us in as one whole unit tribe, then it would have been different. You know, like you can't you can't come and disturb this course. Like the like. You know, you you all are links to me in some kind of way. Like I'm the anchor of this particular fellowship that has come right now today. So if they came to try and get me, and the four of you all were in in the midst of that at that moment, then they couldn't get me. You know what I'm saying? We right. could all be right there together right. helping each other. But we all they, took, they took one of me and then one of something else. You know, one from this this core and then one from another core and one from another core. One then you can you can harm a people because it's like I don't know you. You know, you might look right, and we and all that. spoke different languages. We all was, mm-hmm. act, and I don't care where nobody says. It's some girls or some boys that you can just look at and instantly do not like from the beginning, and you don't even know why you even got that energy. And the person could be the nicest person ever, but you'd be like, mm, I just can't stand her because your ancestry all the way in your DNA. Your ancestors back in the day, the the Shante tribe didn't get along with the Zule Nation tribe. They never got along. They were two different people, and you might run into somebody with a with with a line from the Zynga tribe, and you from the Shante tribe, and you don't even know why you dislike that person. But it's already in deep in your DNA that these two people didn't mix. That these two people didn't do it, and people be like, "No, no, but that shit needs to be gone." Well, if that can be gone, then slavery should be gone, and the way they mistreated us and sharecropping should be gone. All the things from the past should be gone if you say that should be gone because that's the beginning of time. And what people were saying, they were saying, if you really found out who you were, if you really found out where you came from, then you will understand why. You, some people are builders and some people are, are educators. Some people work with their hands and right. some people think fast when they speak. If we, you we really have, believe, have unique differences for a reason. We're going to and we hate each other because of those differences. Right. And, and we don't have to hate each other, though. And that, see, this, this reminds me of another transition, like another announcement that she made. Um, this, she, she said to us, she said, I don't know if you all are going to appreciate what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. She said that men do not only love one woman. They uh-huh. never will. She said it's just natural. They're going to love their mother, their sister, their cousin, their their um, aunties. Their, and, she, and then she looked at all these other women. But she was also setting the stage for sometimes men may have, yes, polygamy. She was setting the stage for that. Sometimes men may have another woman. And then she told the story about how she was married to a man and the man was like, oh. and the man said, she she asked him, like, why? Why would you do that? Why would you get with this other woman? Why would you choose her? Why her? And then his response to her was, because she keeps you alive. Uh-huh. Because he, and, and so, but her point in telling the story, though, is that, um, in which this is the link that I'm trying to make right now with what you were talking about, Nita, and what you were talking about, Jackie. You know, the, the money that we use in energy, even though we have all of these differences between us, even though we are a, a individualistic people, we are also a whole people. And if we continue to start acting as if we are not a community, then we are going to continue to suffer. 
So even oh. though, you know, I'm I'm a social worker and Kia's a nurse and, and Jackie's a, a stylist, even though we are, you know, we have those individualistic differences, we have the common thread of being black. We have the common thread of having a common enemy. We have the common thread of wanting to heal and support each other, right? And so when we put all of that together, then we can basically um, become a healing people. And the thing is, the African way is the community way. So even when all these tribes were separated... You see, you see what I'm saying, Kia? They Even still believe these, in community. Yeah, that's true. Yes. So we have to, and and, and we um, so so what they came, they became separated. But what they did is, when when they were all on that plantation together, they quickly figured out how we need to be friends. And and Ooh. what she had, and what Shalazad, yeah. the example that the example that Shalazad used was that even though this man was messing with this other woman, she said that um she ended up becoming. After he he ended up dying, and she ended up be, while he was still alive, she ended up becoming friends with the woman, and she and, and her and the other woman were so friendly with each other that even after his demise, like after his ex- expiration, she and this other woman are still friends today because they have recognized more than likely a common. You know, a common need to be friends, or a common, you know, some maybe some right. It's bigger, it was bigger said, than them. It was bigger than their relationship. No, she didn't get a divorce. Okay, so no, she, she did. Remember, she said she was got, that he died. She said she was married to one for um, eighteen years and the other one for twenty years. Mhm. Mhm. She had two different marriages. Right. She had two different. So I'm, it, it still didn't work. They, they, they it, didn't work because she he died. Right. And she, and he, and she said, no matter if you remember what she said, she said, no matter if you cry and whine and give ultimatums, if they're gonna, if they're that type of man, they still gonna keep them. Remember, she said, it's either her or me. And he said, when you packing your clothes and leaving. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, wow. so, in essence, it still didn't work. And this is what they, this is what they leave out with the um polygamy whole polygamy thing. They okay. do with the polygamy pie thing I call it. They leave it yeah, out because they acting like all they of the they acting like all of the men are coming to us and they already healed. They are not. So they're bringing in all kind of damage with them and I'm I'm gonna use the example of African Bambada. Who knew what if they give him to what if they give him three wives? Who knew that he was breaking these little boys off for 25, 30 years. So once you mm-hmm. damage somebody's child, sorry is not going to work. You're just going to perpetuate a whole new sickness on a whole other generation. Sorry is not going to work. Giving him a weapon is not going to work. What if you give somebody a man beater and he got three different wives he gets to beat and three different sets of children? They are acting like they are already healed. These men are not healed. We all still have the sickness within us that we need to heal ourselves. Again, this is why I'm really not with it right now. Because these men are not ready. Nobody is, not very many people, I'm not going to say everybody, but not very many people are ready and enough to, um, in a position where they can handle these situations. I'm going to give you another example, and then I'm going to let y'all talk. Thank you. But, um, again, most of my my friends are um, lighter than myself, which is not a problem. I know this is something that I had to deal with from a child, from an abused childhood of, all the people in my family being way lighter than me, and they using it like it made them greater than me. So I know this is my creator giving me back and telling, letting me see the greatness and lighter skin. It wasn't that I was against y'all. It was just that now all of you all are dynamic. All of my friends, you dynamic. You just happen to be lighter than me. So what I do see in situations, which is what I was trying to explain to one of the brothers is, I see when they see one you all 
one of you all that are right assistant, you all get a whole different glow, a whole different reaction from them than one of the doctor sisters would get. And I see that. So we're still in that sickness too. Where it's gonna be if we have, if you got a dark, a dark chocolate sister, a medium skin sister, and a light sister all as one set of wives, who do you think they're gonna push to the front? Because they're still in that Kim Kardashian sickness or the light skin instead of sickness instead of the substance of the woman and what they have to bring. It might be the darker skin woman is the most powerful, but she's not gonna get the same treatment as the lighter skin woman. We still stick across the board. So I, I yeah. don't think it's to me, I don't think their core basis of it is to heal women so we can heal the planet. Their core basis of it is egotistical. It's coming from an ego. It's coming from a say, So as a man, I could be like, yeah, I've got these three women. You should see how they talk about brother to life and history wise. They're not trying to heal us. They're trying to, they're trying to soothe their ego. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely don't think, at least not the people in this country. I definitely agree with you 100 percent, Dorchess. I they, no, they are not ready for the polygamy pie. Absolutely not. They, they're not trying to heal us so we can heal the planet. They're trying to uh, wear their ego down so they can walk around like. And then it's gonna turn into who got the baddest wives and who got mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. down to my ankles, man. I'll be handling these women. No, they're not. Here's a whole other situation that they can go into if they really want to heal and help. Go start groups where you help and grab these young boys off the street and let them mm-hmm. give them trades and let them know. No, they don't want to. No, the mother and the father have to be together. That's very untrue. That's very. Yo, yo, you are laying with your with your father and he helped raise your son. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You all just had a good relationship and before, and he was able to grab your son and make him into something something that he uh, better that he could have been. Well, she was definitely so, right about that being a um a hard for us to swallow because we are so uh-uh. And you, but you, make a very, you make a very valid point. It's definitely we can't, you know, it's not it's not that we as women, or at least among this circle, we're we not saying no to the polygamy pie because we don't she know is. how to share or we can't she be good is. people or we don't know how to recognize commonalities or we can't uh-huh. be a, a loving, caring yeah. sisterhood. No, that's the BS right there. Like uh-huh. you said, sis, it's because you can't handle one. You know No, I don't care if he can handle all oh. five of us. No, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not agreeing to that. That's not my energy. My energy is That's not right. I don't care if one man is treating five women real good. That is not my energy. I do not accept right. that. I cannot say yes to that. That ain't, right. I'm not even going to stand here and let y'all say yes, and then I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> hey, right. motherfucking no. no. I don't give right. a fuck. I'm going to use cuss words this goddamn morning. Yes. I'm going to tell yes. you, if you go get tricked, motherfucker, get tricked by your goddamn self. Yes. I'm not going to yes. believe for one goddamn moment that he got to fuck all five of us for him to feel good, and I could just be there like, right. yes, sir, yes, sir, I will just cook this meal for you, sir, and you can take care of yes. me.
because of the dynamic of man. They were saying that you know they're locked up. They're, if they're, they're all, gay, right, they're, some of them are locked up. Some of them are gay. Yeah, but so no, we have, but we so have, have, you know what? Locked up one. They were saying that it was like, but I looked at it like this. Some of the women are locked up. Some of the women are yeah. gay. Yeah. 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 Right, exactly. Let's go to a biological, let's go come from a biological standpoint. On the planet, on the planet in general, men, the male species has been under control. They have always been lesser in numbers than us. Because I'm going to give you, I'm going to go down even to the animal species. Jackie, I talked to you about this before. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, plants, the plants on the planet are naturally feminine in nature. What they secrete is the, cyto, the cytoestrogen chemical. So what this does is when the animals who are uh, omnivores, uh, or herbivores, when they eat, when they eat these plants, or eat other animals that eat they, these plants, even if they're carnivorous, what it does is it controls the male population from being overbred on the planet. They have always uh-huh. been controlled. So what they are uh-huh. doing right now is using this as a way of manipulation. Now uh-huh. I'm tell you how I brought it to the polygamy table of us. How I brought to them. If y'all really want to hear the sisters, there's this man they call the Patrick Mongoose. His name is Nick Obama. This man, I'm, I'm, can give, I'm gonna click over that. Go ahead, give, go ahead. This man can give orgasmic healing energy without touching you sexually, without mm-hmm. touching you physically at all. Nick Yama, mm-hmm. this man is bad. He heals sisters, so he has plenty of programs where you can come and take classes if you really want to heal. If you want to heal other women, so we can heal the planet. None of these men have tried to access them. You know why? Because I went back to my, I'm going back to my same point. Because they're doing this for ego. It'd be mad goose for these brothers walking around being uh mm-hmm. being a mongoose themselves. No, they don't mm-hmm. listen to that. They want us when they come no. around, they have five and six months. They would have been here. This, I, I just mm-hmm. found out about this man in 2011. How long has he been around? He's been around like 15 plus years. Yeah, yeah. No, because, you yeah. know, he had to say something in the middle of it. Wait, his, name is Nitti, his name is Nitiyama, the Patrick Mondegoose. You can pull him up on YouTube. You can go to his website and um and look up his information. Yeah, his name is Nitiyama. This okay. man is awesome. He go around and put, he, I saw him put a, a woman into a, um, a throat shock or orgasmic mm. energy, and all he did was put his hands over her body. He said, no, it takes time. He said, I had grown men sit down and cry in front of me because they can't do this to their wives because it takes like, uh, sometimes it can take one or two hours, and they're ready to get it in, pound, pound, and then they're ready to get done. He said, so this is going to take a whole different kind of man. That's what we don't have right now. We don't have a whole different kind of man. You said it. 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 You the fifth oh. woman, the sixth woman, see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but let me let me can Seven I jump in, y'all? Let me say um let me say one more thing about the whole little polygamy thing. My um one of the brothers that uh Kia knows who I'm talking about. Who um he you you uh-huh. you when we when we see him and we look at him we don't even say his name no more we just call him polygamy tie. That's what I call him. So <laughs> one of the things he said to me yesterday, sis, was he said, but he's always so cool and so calm and and he 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 has done the research on this. He's written a paper on it and everything. So he 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 pulled me to the side. He's like, Benita, look, 
the reason why it is advantageous for you to support it is because really in all societies, not just ours, or or he's like across the world, whoever has accepted or embraced this concept, the whole entire society never accepts or embraced the concept. He says only really about 15 to 20% of the people who embrace uh-huh. it anyway. He said uh-huh. if you support the concept, then what you're doing is you turn around and you support a monogamous relationship or or more opportunities for you to fall into a monogamous relationship. Yes, it's not for you. It's not, you know, you're not that kind of woman who would require or need or whatever. He said, but there are situations where it is useful to the community. So that's that's his his way of um Yeah, I heard him say that to you. And it was it was feeling like gas in my stomach. That's what it was feeling like he was blowing air. <laughs> no, we're not. I mean, I get tired of somebody trying to make logical sense out of bullshit. That's right. That's what I need to say. We won't fall for the Archie Dope. Don't be trying to trick my ass. I mean, he said it in such a smooth way that I smiled and gave him a hug and kept it moving. But it didn't make me want to go out and start a whole, you know, a war of four. That's me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the car with my boss. I'll wait till I uh we talk. I'm gonna put you on mute. Okay, okay, cool. All right, so she was like, she right. <laughs> yeah, I heard her say that to you. <laughs> you know how I was over here sniggling and giggling at that because, you know, she'll be cracking me up talking about that. that I know. You know she that makes me laugh all the time. And, like, you'll be cracking me up, too. I got my teeth. You know what? I will be laughing. I'm telling you, this, 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 Benita, listen, and you know we've been talking about this. If you don't make a show, I'm going to make a show. And you're going to be the, you're going to be the host of the show because we got to, we, we do have to do this regularly. You know what I'm saying? Look, this, this, look sis, you know, the laughter is so powerful, right? And that's one of the things that, that was another one right. of my announcements. Let me transition into that. She said, we as a, you know, we as women need to have, use humor more often. Don't be nagging yeah, we, and complaining and fussing and yelling at you. Who's cool out here? Because I'm going to tell you, my friends, my girlfriends are more funny than my guy friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have, like, y'all tell more jokes. And I know I tell jokes, so I, cause I think I'm funny. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I have such, some of the conversations that we have, especially the one, a couple of them we had last week, boy, just, just made me feel so good, and I just appreciate them so much. The conversation I would have with Kia in the past would just have just uplift me so much, and I would just be in such a way. And, and, you know, you I, you know, I've spoke about a couple of things about me and, well, me and Kia. Okay, y'all, I got to hang up. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for All right. Peace out. Peace. Um, I talk some stuff that has has brought me, you know, a certain kind of way, you know what I'm saying, that just made me feel so good that just that energy, you just need that, you know, just, yeah, stop but being so we, nasty. Stop but being, we, 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 we laugh a lot with each other, right? Are we doing that right. same kind of laughter with our guys or the men in our life? I do. I try to. I mean, you know, because, see, that's what I was telling you, like, when, when it comes down to, like, justice and stuff, I don't. Hold, I try not to hold grudges with people, period. But even with my, my mate or my baby daddy or whatever, I try to still let him know 
you know, after maybe we have discussed something and it might have been seen negative or it was tense or whatever and we might be in our feelings, after we get to that point where we don't walk everything off and we back to just cool, we cool now, mm-hmm. you know, I try to keep the, the energy alive as far as my personality or whatever's funny, continue to see. If we're watching something, like, oh, man, yeah, did you see this? You know what I'm saying? To mm-hmm. keep, so you won't know that. I'm sitting up here mad about some old shit or whatever. To me, it's oh, that's another transition. Man, Jackie, like every single time there's a transition that comes out of your mouth and you aren't even there. She said, See, because that was I, another I, thing. I was, supposed, I was supposed to be there. And, and, and I, we've been. And I was thinking about you a lot when I was there, too. So maybe I'm you glad. were there in spirit. Right. I was totally there in spirit. And I was kind of upset at first that I. I I I didn't go, but then I just made my peace with it, and I knew that I was going to – I knew my sister was good about getting the information. So, you know what I mean? I've been going through a very transitional period in my life over the last two months. You know what I'm saying? Let me say the one thing she said was – don't get, you know, we, we as women sometimes get into these arguments with our significant others, and you'll be arguing over money, and then in the midst of the argument, you'll say, that's why your feet stink. <laughs> you know, she said something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and she said, don't do that. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, don't, like, I don't do that, but I'll be thinking of that shit. Like, <laughs> we're arguing about money, and we, you know, it might not be necessary. And she said, we have a memory, like, she said, we as women have a memory like an elephant. We remember everything. See, you remember something that happened back in 1980 or whatever. She's like, what's that? Y'all ain't trying to make y'all blind. Now I ain't going to be listening to this bitch no more about this man. Because I'm just telling you, let me tell you something. I got a woman and a man. I'm just going to be, I'm going to be as honest as you can be. Hold on. Did you pick up the phone? She don't even have to pick up the phone. She's like, I, I got to make sure y'all hear this. I'm picking up the phone. What's well, I'm saying, sis? I'm, I'm just saying, women are emotional creatures. And men are trying to be logical and as diabolical as ever. It's a game with this shit, right? Because when men say shit off our head, she's pretty much telling us, okay, let me get my thoughts together. She's pretty much telling us, stop playing the game and just be as open and communicative as possible with your man, and that's going to bring him to that point. Uh-uh. He's still playing the game. Exactly. No, and I think that's what you're saying. I don't feel like, in order to have a good relationship with a man, you have to learn that piece where the relationship is like, okay, it is so good that I don't have to play or I don't have to show him what I'm working with or I don't have to do that. So I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to throw this in the face. No, because men, it's a pattern of shit. So, like, say if a man treats you bad one day, and he he says something about the way you look, because I have a man who was talking about my weight all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So every time he would get in a discussion with me, it would go back to my weight, because he know that was my weak spot. So mm-hmm. when he says something about my weight, like, well, you know, you weren't working out like you're supposed to or whatever, it don't matter what conversation we're in. He, I'll be like, well, you spend an extra $10, motherfucker, on the soap. He'll be like... Well, I guess we all don't do what we're supposed to do. You didn't, you didn't lose the weight you're supposed to lose. You didn't, oh you know what I'm saying? You ate the extra cupcake or some bullshit, some bullshit. And it threw me off guard like, oh, shit, I guess I didn't. But now it's women, I'm about to do the same shit they do with me. I'm about to catch your ass off guard. Because now I got to play with the same goddamn game you're playing. I can't be in there like, well, no, 
um, maybe just because he's playing that um, the game doesn't mean I have to play it, and I'm going to be honest and open. No, not until you learn the relationship. You learn that shit. Learn. Now you transition. Right. She talks about how we need to train each other. She said you allow yourself to receive training on the job. You allow yourself to receive training like how to put a machine together or how to drive a car. You receive training in all kinds of areas, but why are you not allowing yourself to receive training within a relationship? Because every every man is a different job. No, but see that, but that's, that's the point. Is you, you, right now you're agreeing with her. You, you, in, you in concert with what you're saying. You are. You are. There's like there's a, there's a training that we have to go through. Like the same way, but between me and you. Like, look, Nita, between me and you, right? Like, there's times when there, there's been things that maybe I've done that you didn't like. So then you had to call me and say, sis, Benita, I don't like the way you handled that. You know, can you do that a different mm-hmm. way? That's training. Right. Right. And we and we and so instead of like constantly fussing and fighting with folks, we need to be willing to um uh, either they train me or I train them, and vice versa. We train yeah. each other. Right. They always talk about the teacher being the student and the student being the teacher. But see, um, that's the difference is, is that we both women that we don't have no legitimate goals. Thank you. And I don't, I don't fuck you. It's a difference. Okay, right, right. If I fuck you, and we in a we in a having sex, you know, it's different rules for somebody who's having sex than somebody who don't have sex. You also understand that mm-hmm. it's about, for people who have sex with each other, it's always about power and control. Who has the power and who has the control? Like it or love it, that's how relationships are established. Because men always trying to get power and control over the woman, and the moment that they get it, they're in a whole different situation, and we're going to be thinking, I have love and respect. Men don't uh-huh. I don't know, sis. So you you feel like every man every man wants power and control? Yeah, every man. Absolutely, absolutely. <gasps> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sitting next to my nine year old son right now, and I said that out loud. He ain't heard anything else I said, but when I said, "Do you think every man wants power and control?" He said next to me. He said, "He's like, mm, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm." Yeah. He's got me nine. Nine. It's in a man's nature. Why are you over there laughing like the enemy right now? Both. It's not like he's a bad thing. That's in his nature. He's an alpha man. He wants to shit. And he wants everybody to do that. You need a wife, though. I don't need a that's so funny that you said that. When they talk about being a good wife, they talk about how do you serve your husband. It's just funny that she said Moses. Moses was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, the the dominant, you know what I mean? Like, he's a Leo. He's a Leo. You know what I'm saying? He's a Leo man. That's you I thought you said you want. That that transitions another thing she said, too, is she said, you know, um, women are so, she listed all kinds of different ways that we as women um, have this power, but we're misusing it. Because a a lot of her talk was about child support and how Hmm. women will um, misuse their their power uh, of holding the child and using the child in a destructive way or using the child as collateral damage in order to hurt the man. 
you know, like, nah, you can't see your baby, or no, because you you too happy right now. Um, I'm gonna put you on child support, or you you messing with another woman. I'm gonna put you on child support, or um, I I was trying to get something from you and you don't want to have sex with me anymore, so now I'm gonna put you on child support. You know, just um stuff like that, using it as a way of harming instead of uh the relationship between the child and the father, and um. And so when uh, I'm sorry, I lost my thought. But when we were uh, talking about the 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 power or the control instead of it being the the powerful thing, oh, she said she said men aren't even really looking for it like that. This was her opinion. She said that what men want, what they really really want, is to be accepted, appreciated, and um, to be in agreement with. That's what she said. She said that's what men really want, Exception, to be accepted, to be accepted, to be appreciated, and and for us to be in agreement with them. Now, I'm saying, I agree with that. The problem is, is that they want you to be in agreement with all they shit. They want you to accept the stuff they say, and they want you to be in line with what they're thinking. <laughs> You're like, yes, I do agree. They want you to accept their way. <laughs> y'all cracking me up over here. I got y'all on mute, but y'all cracking me up over here. Neither is you, you crazy here. Yeah, she is crazy. I know I'm throwing like that. Yes, I need you to be in agreement with what I am saying to you. But but you know what? That is so true, though. Like, I've so right. many relationships with Nita. Yeah, that's exactly what be in agreement. Well, everything you said is exactly that, but it's still on their now, end. Now, is that on, on the level way. of power control, though? Yeah. Yes. That's about power control. I, a man told me last night, I went out with my, one of my friends last night. He said he divorced his wife because he always had to fight against her will. He said she never wanted to agree to my will. This hmm. is what I divorced her. I said, what? He said, I don't feel like I should be competing with a woman's will all the damn time. Some shit, shit I say to just go the way I'm saying. That, that is one thing about them. They, and, and that's another one of the things that she said. She said, you're not, <clears throat> well, I guess we'll listen as women. We'll listen to some people or we'll we allow other people to kind of dictate flow for us. But when mm-hmm. it comes to our man, we don't want to. Right. And, and so, um, like, for instance, uh. Every relationship I was in, every single relationship, my long-term relationship I've been in, the man would say to me, you don't listen. You don't listen. You're not listening, Benita. And so then what I would say is, I would say, what you talking about? I heard exactly what you said. You said, Benita, will you take out, you know, like, like Benita, can you do this? Or Benita, can you do that? I heard you. I heard what you said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was listening. And see, I didn't, I didn't understand the definition until, like, my last relationship. He's like, no, when you listen, what that means is you do what I say. That's me trying to put it in a nice way. I, I would like for you to obey my words. I would like for you mm-hmm. to do it the way that I want you to do it. But I'm not saying it that way because I know that that could be misperceived as harsh and uncomfortable. He said, I'm responsible for you and you're responsible for me. And as we are responsible for each other, I'm asking you to do this. And I know that this is going to be healthy for us as a couple. You see what I'm saying? And so then he and so then so then he he explained to me that when a man says you don't listen to me, he's saying you're not doing what I'm telling you to do. You're not yes, but, you me. Do. but you know what? Let me tell you about men these days, though. And this is real life shit. 
men, I ain't talking about all men, but some of these motherfuckers just don't have their shit together enough for me to listen to them. I know. They don't have enough going for me. They don't have enough going for me to listen to them. Like, I'm over here doing my damn dog dizzle. And I don't even run around, build my shit, get my thing going, have my job, have shit, know that shit. And you leave me there, I should tell somebody, uh-uh, baby. You don't leave me. The man that was with, he always want to talk to me. He was a stinking, if y'all ever heard this term, stinking thinking. They have stinking thinking as a man. And they want you to follow their stinking thinking. That means that some men... Some men don't have any values. Some men don't have the capacity to follow what is right and what is within them to follow. And they have to subscribe to this this low vibrational energy. And then they want a woman to follow this low vibrational energy. And then women feel like, I don't, I'm just going to follow my man because if I don't, then I'm going to be alone because all these mm-hmm. people like that. But you have to send out positive vibrational energy. I ain't going to be with you and you on some bullshit with me and I'm supposed to be now like, the man I was with and shit, he didn't have shit going. And I'm like, you came in my life, and then I'm trying to direct, like, okay, this is what our plan is going to be, or maybe lead me in the right direction. And, you know, hey, I'm taking out a $2 loan, and I'm like, baby, how are we going to pay the loan off? And your only suggestion to me is, oh, I'm going to pay the loan off. Uh, okay, close your bank account and, <laughs> and let them motherfuckers catch me if you can. This is the leader mm-hmm. I didn't hook up with. <laughs> This is the leader. I'm supposed to be with your shit. No, you got to go, motherfucker. You don't connect with the shit I'm connecting with. And a lot of women don't do that. A lot of women will look at me and say, oh, well, he used to got this. Oh, well, he didn't agree with me with money, but oh, well, but he shows up for me when I need him. We say so many oh, well, for our men. They sing phone should be oh, well. Anita, what what is she doing? Is she not saying the own stuff I've been saying for the last week? Hello? B? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm right here. I'm right here. It's okay. And see, the thing Ain't is, that the same so, thing um, I've been saying, sis? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. And she's, um, but the other thing, too, is that well, what I wanted to say, and I, I have muted to uh, fuss at my son. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, I was wondering why she couldn't hear me. I'm like, this, this is so powerful. She's not even listening to me call her name. That's <laughs> because I can't press the mute button. <laughs> but, but, but why is she having problems with these dudes or whatever? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Nita. The thing is, it's like, yes, you are a powerful woman. I am a powerful woman. Jackie is, Keisha is, Keith is. We all are, right? But this is, this is what it is, and I think this is this is the um, the thing that I'm taking from the lecture that I went to yesterday. I think what she's saying is our men are a broken people. Our men have had to go through a lot of messed up stuff, like with slavery and, and the traumatic things and the way they're being treated. And she said, we need to support them. She said, if we don't, hold on, sis, hold on. She said, if we don't support them, how can they ever come up? She said, if we were, if we, how, let me, let me say it, what she said. If we would support them, then they wouldn't have the problems that they have. She said, do you see, 
Do you ever see white women coming on the TV on the news saying, oh, he didn't pay the child support or busting up their white man or their white husband or their white boyfriend or their white baby daddy? They don't do that. And maybe it could be because the media is really good at um, making sure that it doesn't come out. But we never, ever see that. We always see black women down in the black man, right? You know what? I feel like, and I'm just saying, as much as much as I listen to her, I feel like she's been trained well by a black man to go against the black woman. I'm just going to be honest with you. We've no, I think what it is is because a lot of what she says is not worse. We've been through the same slavery. It's not worse as the black man. No, but and see, the thing is, we as women, we're the nurturers. We're the healers, sis. So it, even though, yes, we have been through the same pains, right, we have got to – and see, this is this is key. I've heard Kia may say this phrase many times. They should be trying to heal us so we could turn around and heal the planet, right? That's how Kia puts it. But I think Shalazad, the way she's saying it is, if we provide them healing and nurturing, then they could turn around and heal us so that we can heal the planet. It's got to start from somewhere. You know, the, this is the whole concept of the chicken and egg, which came first. We can say, are we going to continue? Are we going to continue to battle back and forth about mm-hmm. whether or not I should heal him first or he should heal me first? Somebody got to step up and do it, right? And the only okay, she, then, she is then, a woman. She, but see, like you know, Jackie, how you? But no, what? But what y'all saying is is true because neither it's on both. It is us. But if they don't do it, after you have decided that, yes, this is my job, I got to do this, I got to do this, and then you go forth to do this, like Nita said, some of these brothers that we're trying to heal. Well, see, and the thing is, and, I, and, that's, and, then, and the, uh, part of healing is to say no, right? Like, you know, remember I was telling you the other day the story about the dude who's trying to holler at me, and um, and he wasn't, yeah. coming, you know, like, all, about, like three or four calls in the same day. Dude, clearly yeah. you don't want a relationship with me because you don't know, you ain't got no patience whatsoever. So why would I continue to even try and build with the brother? Why? Why would exactly. I do that? So sometimes our healing comes from just saying no. Like, mm. no, nah, that's not the brother for me. Or no, we are not a good fit. Or no, we can't be together. You know, whatever mm-hmm. the no is, it don't mean that we've got to completely 100% provide 100% service to every man on earth, right? But we can at least be polite. You know, we don't have to yell at brothers. We could at least say simple stuff like, hey, bro, how you doing? Like when I'm walking down the street for exercise, and Nita, you are very, very good at this. You're very nice to people. Like you, are, I don't ever hear you. Like you and I together, we go walking for exercise, and we walking past, but we like, hey, bro, how you doing? Hey, bro, how you doing? You know, as we walk past, you ain't never mean to one of them. So you're talking a lot of smack right now on the telephone. You have a very, very kind you know, supportive way. Like, you don't ever look at them and you'll be fun and funny and playful, but you're not mean. You don't just tear them down like that. And I think that's all she's really asking of us. But here's the thing, though. I am a woman. I know what it means and takes to be a woman. And I know how um, how hard it can be, but I also know that with the ease that I can do this, I don't have to be mean like that. You see what I'm saying? And so that's the reason why I think I'm harder on other women. And I see Shavazad is doing the same thing. Like, she's coming down on the women because she is a woman. Like, she has the right to talk to a woman like that because she is one. If the brothers came talking to us like that, we probably wouldn't even go to hear the lecture. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, when, he, when he does a lecture, he don't come talking to us like that. You know, mm-hmm. he can talk, he has the right, like, like polite, or, you know, home uh, kid was talking about polite or, uh, um, or irritated genie or that mm-hmm. Sawa Suicetti or all the mm-hmm. other brothers. They can come hard like that with the brothers, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they are a brother. That's expected. Mm-hmm. 
And I listen to them brothers, too, who you're talking about. And when they talking to the sisters, no, they don't. They don't talk like that. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to figure out a way to get more sisters like us to come out and speak. You know what I'm saying? If it's something for us, you know what I mean? If we are experts in this area, mm-hmm. they they do need some help. But they like if don't no sisters step up to speak, don't get mad at the brothers for speaking on y'all behalf if this lecture or this thing is about. Right, like, that's why I'm going to keep making the statements that keep making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this was this was on a show um, on the the Peel Brothers show one time they were talking about that because the whole question was is the is the black woman God and oh that's the other thing that she said she said oh and some of y'all got so twisted you call him the black woman God that's one of the things she said she did not agree with that but how did what did they say though what was their response to whether we are or not you know what I'm saying anytime you create life. And God, God decided that I am, God say all of us are ministers to God, right? And then I'm so far away. Where are you at? Are yeah, you I'm right right now? I can't hear you, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. Like she went, she, I'm in she the went bathroom. Because she got that knowledge, you know, she got that Jupiterian knowledge, okay? <laughs> no, I mean, it was written. It already was written that women were gods and people were individual gods. And we were, we were little gods, and that's what they say that our mind is the throne of God. It's like when God speaks to you, He speaks to you through the mind. And he's like that small, still voice in your mind is God. That 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 image that you have in your stomach, that Im- that that feeling that you have in your stomach before you do some shit wrong or some stuff before something happens, you'd be like, hey, I, I almost just came. But something told me not to go that way. Something told me not to be in it. That was God mm-hmm. because he wasn't ready for you. So it you is. in a situation of saying exactly. that you're not God, that means you're taken away from your own throne anyway. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, no, no, I'm less than God. No, I'm baby. You ain't left through God because God don't create less. Like when somebody mm-hmm. tell me, you ain't perfect. I'm like, I am perfect. I'm the perfect thing I need to write. Now, it's I bet within you, our, I bet, within I bet God spirit, well. Absolutely. I'm like, I'm, I'm like I, I bet you you ain't going to find another thing you need to write that's perfect to me. Like so I'm not even going to even assume, I'm not even going to tell you that I'm not perfect. I don't speak that way. When somebody say, I'm not perfect, so no. Uh-huh. I'm not even going to talk that way because... God doesn't even talk that way. God doesn't mm-hmm. talk to you like you're not perfect or mm-hmm. right and all this kind of stuff. It's no such thing as a mistake. That's that's another thing. It's no such thing as a mistake. When somebody say mistake and this was a mistake, no, it ain't no that's your life. But look, that that reminds me of another thing she said, sis, when she was talking about um, you know, coming to life and the birthing process and how a man is um and and she she talked about that how a, a man is God you know our black okay, man is God and how he's coming through but she said the sperm is so smart she said when the sperm is traveling it's making decisions like one sperm is deciding yeah. to commit yeah. suicide another sperm is deciding to fight another sperm is traveling as fast as it can to get to the egg mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. all that stuff and she said that when a child is born she, because her whole point was trying to say don't ever ever deny the father she said when the child is within your womb when the child is actually born that child was actually in the man first before mm-hmm. the child even became you it was in a it was first in a man before it was inside a woman and that's why they are saying that's that's why they say they're God. You know what I mean? That's the whole five percent of God's earth uh battle right there is what you just described is why they consider us us the earth opposed to being God. You know what I mean? The moon and not the sun. You know what I mean? Because that actual it came initially from them first 
But then what what she also should have broke down is another theory, you know, about the whole um, everybody's feminine first. Yeah, everybody's feminine. Oh, yeah, everybody. See, yeah, and I, I heard, I heard that theory, but I don't think it was from her. It was, um, we we had talked about that. Oh, there was, a, there was on this, um, that's that thing that you had sent me. I yeah, was just about to tell you because yeah. uh, Ampoo, uh, Noble Ampoo said that he was talking yeah. about the, the decision, being able to make the decision if they want to turn this yeah, part off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, they do and, it. And While the baby is inside the room in the yeah. first 28 days, it's making the decision about do I want to be male or female. Or female, yeah. yes. The actual theory, I mean, that's not, that's, that's not just a theory. That's biological. When I get my yeah. PhD, I'm getting mm-hmm. my PhD in neuroscience, right? They oh, talk my about goodness. Yeah, work, girl. So... When you talk about what you're talking about, these ain't just no heebie-jeebie shit, like whatever. This is actually in the brain that they already pinpointed, in mm-hmm. the brain, in the, in, the, in the genes that they already broke down that we saying. Right now, we're just thinking that we made this shit up. Yeah. But scientists, <laughs> scientists... That's, and that's part of the thing about like, really you know, going into the roots of our spirituality, like really digging deep so that we can I tell truly know. all the time. It's a yeah. reason why. It's a reason why um, they try to hold black people down because it's already because we're so, we're brilliant, powerful people. That we have scared. more energy and, hate, and more and our baby finger than the cock of gold. We already have it. Mm-hmm. We and, and there's all kinds of evidence that when a child, uh, uh, from birth to like say three, there's all kinds of like reports and uh, research that says that the black child far surpasses any other child of any other race. It's when they get into school that they start falling back because of you know the the way our the way our school system is designed. But you know this is the thing, and this is a study. It's not. It's not. It's not designed towards pride. Hold on, let me cut this water down. This has already been proven, and this is what I like. In our genes, an African-American child, male particularly, only has the attention span of 15 minutes. Now, every 15-minute cycle, he has to be able to readjust within five minutes. Now, it's already been in our cycle because... It is African men had to do multitask things. He was having sex with his woman, looking out for the tiger, trying to make sure he didn't get hit, looking out for the people with the queens. His attention had to be on so many other different things. But what we consider in um in, in, in Caucasian or Western society and, that we and, have ADHD. They looking out for the popo, looking out for the. You know, so what they the say, right. so what they, so what they have determined for African American people is that we have ADHD because we can't sit still for forty five minutes in a classroom because it must be something wrong with us, and we're like, no, this is in the gene already; it's been proven. So what? What Remember, how can they, trying to do? How can they apply that to every African? How can they apply that to every black person? Well, what they're saying is, is that even though the thing, it, it works in our favor, right? So what they're saying is that, is that when we know how, when people understand how African-American people learn, then that means that we can crack the code to teach us better. 
So it's not that we have ADHD. It's not that we need medication. It's not that we are the slow trauma. dumb or anything. It's about you just teaching me in the way that I should understand. That's why new schools are opening where they give kids free time and they give kids an opportunity to learn and then teach them how to stretch their that's not that's not unique to black folk it just isn't that's that's uh you know for instance why why do you have a classroom of 30 kids and you have 25 of them who can sit still how do you explain that then because they're saying that what they said is that neuroscience suggests neuroscience suggests that when a kid is trained by their parents in the beginning to understand that piece. In the beginning, when they are one, now how many times the kid is one years old and he don't got an attention span, right? And we don't force that kid to sit down or do whatever he needs to do. We run them around, right? But white parents, they don't do that. Some parents don't do that. At one years old, at six months, they'd be like, no, baby, no, little Jimmy, focus. You know what I'm saying? They put them in timeout. Time out is important. It doesn't just say time out because this is your punishment. It's time out to help you focus, center focus. But black people don't have any kids center focus. So now when they get in school at five years old, they ain't learn no center focus. They ain't learn no concentration. And then Mm -hmm. you got a a kid running amok, and now he's an eighth grader. He's still running amok because he didn't Mm -hmm. get taught. Now, you know, as a social worker, and this is the biology of the piece, right? that every all child's development and vocabulary is learned by the time they get five years old. All the mm-hmm. kids' function is learned by five. So by five mm-hmm. years old, if you ain't learned nothing to sit down, to focus, to do shit, you kind of just re you now everybody's trying to reteach you. That shit gotta be establishing you when you were five. That's why I sit down with my nieces and nephew, sit in the chair, little kid, let's sing a song, little kids, let's go with little kids because you know, it's important that they develop the born the only thing our babies know how to do is how to suck and grab. No, that's not true. Spiritually speaking, though, I don't know how true that is. I'm sure that there's... That's not true. They might do a lot more. No, I want to you if you believe in, you know, reincarnation yeah. or something like that. I think they, no, I, I think I I think our babies come with much more than just how to yes. fucking grab. Yes. No, I think that they come with. I do think that they come with much more. But what she said is, I do agree with because we aren't taught, 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 taught like that. Remember, I've been telling you. The stuff I've been telling you about Folly, you know Folly too, and she got all kind of energy and all that, you know. And it's it. And I was telling you about the not whooping and making her go stand in the corner or go sit. Her daddy be telling her to focus. She even be saying it now. We do yoga. You know what I mean? She know her. She's trying to do her yoga positions because it's it's something that has to be different. You got like, to train the mind. Said, go ahead, girl. Talk yeah, about. you got to train the mind. We all been doing the ADHD thing all these years, and then we get to her, and then somebody say, "Okay, we're not going. We're not going to teach her like we've been teaching all these other kids. We're going to teach her different. We're going to do this, do that, do that, and make her like you said, sit down, sit still, draw, be quiet, turn the TV off, turn the radio off, turn the electronics off. All of that stuff that is so." And I think that parents right, and I think parents get offended because I ain't never met a kid yet or a parent yet who ever got offended. Come on, when you said my kid, my kid got this because they not paying, I didn't do right. Well, part of the yes, and the other part is no. If you don't teach a kid no reconditioning, they only gonna go back to what all they know. 
They're mm-hmm. going to go back to their genes and what they know. Right, right. So it's a foundation. And so yeah. the other thing is that foundation right. has to be taught. Yeah. I'm going to say this one, one last thing because uh, I'd like to close us out because we already passed the two-hour mark. Yeah. So this and you you helped me to transition. I can't believe I was on. I can't believe I was on this for two hours with y'all. Okay, listen. So I'm going to transition. This is going to be the last little story I'm going to share that she said, and I think that this is one of the um, the most important points that she was trying to bring forth in yesterday's conversation or yesterday's um, lecture, and that was about the whole um, child support, like women giving men an opportunity to still be a part of that um, parenting experience, right? And it's because that um, children need both their mother and their father. And I've said that many times. You know, I know that you, Jackie, and probably you, Nita, and I've done a whole um, broadcast radio show on that as well. And I did a whole um, radio broadcast on October 7th on child support itself. And I said a lot of the same things that she said in the lecture as well without even knowing that she felt this way. But anyway, moving to the point, she told the story of when she had her grandson and she was helping to rear her grandson, and she had went out into some public place, like say it's a store or the um, maybe it's the clinic. It's the clinic. She went to the clinic. So she's sitting at the clinic in the lobby waiting, and then the baby needs a bottle. And at the exact same time that her grandson needs a bottle, her um, at the exact same time that her grandson needs a bottle, there's a man. With his child, his son needs a bottle, too, as well. So the two adults, she and this other man, go over to um, the sink and run the hot water over the bottle so that the bottles can be nice and warm for the baby. And when they bring their bottles back to their children, they she holds the baby in her hands and she coddles the baby and, and nurses the baby and, and feeds the baby the bottle that way. The babies are both around the same age. The father leaves the baby sitting in the stroller, and he hands the baby the bottle, and he says, here, huh, here's your food, right. you know. And so then the baby reaches up and grabs the bottle and drinks it all on his own independently because that's what the father said to do. And then the, and when, the, when she, as a woman, is nurturing her grandson, you know, she's feeding him the bottle, and he's accepting it that way too because that's – so her whole point in telling that story was that – we as a people need to recognize that both are important and that just because the father does it one way and the mother does it another way doesn't mean that either way is the wrong way. They're both important ways, and the child needs to be able to learn both ways, and it helps the child to become more balanced. A child who's doing well in school, oftentimes we know that the part of the reason why they're doing so well in school is because they had the experiences of both their mother and their father to support them. Sometimes those air quotes ADHD struggles, like I've heard Umar say, it's because the dad wasn't involved. Another reason is because it's not really ADHD, it's trauma. You know, there's a lot of comorbidity when it comes to ADHD. So we need to be careful how we label each other. Mostly what we need to do is just make sure that if you're a woman with a child and and you need to do whatever was within your capacity to make sure that that father is involved. And I know, Jackie, you work very, very hard on that. And you know I work very, very hard on that. And so it's like, and um, and like, for instance, Nita, when she's with her nieces and and cousins and and all those things that she helps to take care of, she makes sure that their their father is involved too as well. Right? Mm -hmm. So the the major point, the last transition basically that I wanted to say, sisters, is um, and part of loving and healing our community is taking care of our children. Yes. Yes, ma'am. 
and, 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 and taking care of them, we have to make sure that they get um, that loving and nurturing from both mom and dad. And I and I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but if there's women listening that are not part of this, you know, initial broadcast, please, by all means, include the baby. Please include your fathers. Give them a chance to be a father. All right, now, um, that's basically my last statement. Uh, you know, I, I don't want the people who are listening to get tired, you know, and um, and I need to make some pancakes for my son. <laughs> so, and I, and I know it's getting to the point. I know Sally getting restless, and we got... Right, no, I just came back in the house, so, um, yeah, uh, yeah right, he just told me the thumbs up to something. I don't even know what I thumbs oh. up to. Okay, well, I'll let y'all feel... <laughs> And um, thanks a lot, Nita, for participating. And if you want, y'all, we can sit for every Sunday morning real early before the children rise, you know? That sounds good. Okay. Okay, love y'all. Peace love out. You too. Peace. Peace. Thanks, Nita. Bye. Bye-bye.